MoneyWeb now on the money. This show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Chris Rule, uh, Head Product and Client Solutions at CoreShares. Their preference share ETF, uh, code on the JSC is PREFTX, uh, is going to be it's going to be leaving the market. Chris, appreciate the time. I mean, if we go back with a bit of history, I mean, if we go back what 15 years or so, the, the preference share market was 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 robust in, in, on our exchange, but changes to Basel III Capital Tier One uh, suddenly that space has been dwindling and is continuing to dwindle. Absolutely. You know, the, the PREF market has always been one that's been dominated by the banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, around, around, say, three quarters of the PREF market and outstanding issuances were bank-led issuances. And in 2012, the, the Basel III um, updates meant that for the banks, the preference share instruments that were on, on the market no longer qualified as tier one capital. Um, and they started what they call grandfathering the, the capital nature of them. So in mm. other words, 10% a year was moved out of, let's say, tier one capital into tier two um, over a period of 10 years up until last year when there was no more uh, tier one capital uh, you know, attached to the preference share instruments. And so, you know, the banks, what you've seen with the banks is they've been redeeming all of their, their prefs. So not, not quite all of them yet, but certainly some of the large issuances out there, Ned Banks, First Rands, some of the Investec prefs, um, you know, those are, those are banks, prefs that have left our market. And as a consequence, so has a lot of the liquidity and the investability for big uh, funds like our, like our pref ETF. And the solution is, I mean, to the point, I mean, the preference shares will in time disappear from a market, which means that the ETF just is no longer viable as a product. So you're going through a ballot process to essentially change it into what would be a, a, a bond ETF. That's correct. I mean, to be clear, the prefs will still exist in the market sure. and, and, and there may be small issuances. But from a liquidity perspective, there just isn't sufficient um, diversification and liquidity for us to manage a, a fund uh, based on that. So, yeah, we we have done quite a lot of work with the regulators. This is quite an unusual balloting process insofar as we received a, a suspension in a provision of our deed, which basically means mm-hmm. – because of this potential liquidity problem, we've got an exception that says we can hold cash in our funds. So at the moment, we're holding cash. You know, as as the banks redeem off market, we we don't reinvest into an, an asset class that's getting less and less liquid because we believe that would put uh, our investors at at severe liquidity risk. Yeah. And effectively, the work we've done with with investors and with some of our anchor clients in this fund is to say what was the intent of holding the fund and 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 I, you know I've got a long history with this pref ETF from its listing in 2012 mm-hmm. and and the intent has always been to seek out yields unfortunately the the one of the the byproducts of the pref ETF was always tax efficient yield which yeah. which we we didn't manage to solve but insofar as the the pursuit of yield clients were willing to take on a little bit more volatility and so they held the pref instruments so we have designed a bond fund we actually already run it as a unit trust, um, and that bond fund is effectively a long duration or a high yield bond fund, where we only buy South African government bonds, but we buy the long end. In other words, we buy the high yielding bonds. So, for those clients who are looking to eke out a little bit more yield, but you know at the expense of a little bit more volatility and potentially more risk, duration risk, that's the idea: is a remandate to a bond index of that nature.
Yeah, and, and I take your point on the tax because, of course, the prefs pay dividends, um, whereas interest is, is, is taxed differently. Uh, taxed as income, yeah. ultimately. And, you know, I mean, depending yeah. on your rate, could be a, a whole lot more. And, and, and the balloting process, you said, is, is, is different because, I mean, this is, this is to use a phrase, I mean, uh, you guys have kind of been squeezed in, into a corner around this. This is beyond your control. Um, the process is going to be, I mean, is, is there a vote? Can, can people reject it? I mean, surely if they reject it, they should then just exit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So they can reject it. I mean, investors have their mm -hmm. rights and their rights are to either vote in favor or against. They can abstain as well and just not vote. Mm -hmm. um, we would encourage investors to vote because, uh, it, you know, it, it's important for them to understand what's happening in their product. And, and at least if they're voting, we know that they're participating and understand the change afoot. Um, so if they vote against, which is possible, Effectively, we go through two ballot rounds. If we get a quorum of more than 25% and everyone's voted against, if it, we, we would essentially close this product um, in, in around September and pay investors back their, their money. Um, so that, that, that is the, the suspension of that provision in the deed I chatted earlier about, yeah. which the FECA granted us. It was gazetted publicly um, at the end of last year. Yeah. That gives us a year to either effectively remandate the fund or, or close the fund. So a, a negative vote would mean the fund closing. Okay. I'm imagining that but you've engaged with folks. And of course, I mean, you know, the, the, the issue with pref shares is, is, is well known. I, I, it, it's likely to happen and then it'll just seamlessly convert maybe a new name and, and, and then new constituents. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the importance of, of for some investors, you know, the pref market's been through a bit of a roller coaster over mm. the last 10 years. Uh, you know, we had the introduction of DWT, if you recall that, yeah, and that yeah. kind of, you know, <laughs> the press sold off. And there were a whole lot of African bank scenarios that, you know, a lot of the press, you know, got hit by some sort of credit risk. Steinhoff as well, yeah. Invested in the market, Steinhoff. And, you know, there, there, there's been a lot of volatility in that uh, market. But if you're an investor buying into this instrument two years ago, you've got 40% odd capital gains. Yeah. So <laughs> it's most certainly a consideration for investors um. to think about the the amalgam the you know the, the balloting process and the change of mandate means there's no tax event yeah, whereas yeah. A, whereas a, a closure of the fund is a, is effectively us paying capital back and it's a it's a deemed sale so that would be a CGT event for clients so what's efficient is for clients they're not incurring costs of trading out of the ETF instrument and then mm -hmm. into something else we would do that at the fund level and, and at, at at wholesale brokerage uh, rates. Um, and then, and then there's the there's effectively because it's a remandate and and not a sale. There's the there's the continuation of the rollover of your CGT liability, which is far more efficient than selling out and buying something else. If you if you do have that uh, capital gain, you know, in in your holding. I hadn't even thought of that capital gain. We'll leave it there. If you if you're holding the ETF, you will get contacted by your broker to vote. Vote always vote always be voting. Uh, Chris Rule, head product and client solutions, core shares. Appreciate the time. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.